Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Kumar. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Good. I'm here this week. We're happy to have you back, brother. <laughs> Not sure if you saw last time, but we definitely fucked some shit up because we just uh, kept going off course without you. I saw the last minute. <laughs> I, I, I was away for family uh, events, so. How about you, T? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm straight. I'm, I'm cool. I did have a question, though, before we get into the agenda. Because, uh, I mean, you brought up John Campio when we were off air. And I came across uh, one of his videos where they were talking about that new, um, the new movie Ambulance with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ambulance. And, Sorry. And <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a reference we're supposed to know? Ambulance. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, um, and he was talking about. Well, he said that it. He didn't enjoy the movie, but I'm hearing mixed reviews about it right now. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, and I actually want to see the movie. Um, but he he was bringing up a point. Him and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Darcy, um, Robert Meyer Burnett. Yeah, that's it. Let's Thanks. go with that. Yeah, Let's yeah. That. <laughs> um, and he uh, he was talking about action films and how they've become rather lackluster um, in the last little bit. And I want to know your opinion on that. Both of you guys, what do you think? Like just like, about action films in general? Action, yeah, like action, like action thrillers, whatever you want to classify them as. Like, what do you think uh, in terms of the quality of action films now compared to like, let's say, like the eighties and the early nineties? Interesting. So I recently was watching a clip on <laughs> Umar just going in. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with this guy today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Umar, you, you need a second, bro. <laughs> what happens when we start late <laughs> um okay well i'll just throw something out here i recently was watching a clip of sicario um and oh. that's, was it sicario the one thing yeah the one uh, with uh with uh, uh emily blunt and, yeah emily uh, blunt Benicio yeah del toro and john brosh yeah, I watched a couple random clips. You know, like YouTube hits you with something, and you're like, "Oh, let's see that again." Oh, let's you see that again. You know that, that again. movie was directed by the guy who did Dune, right? Good, good point. Good point. Very different film. Um, <laughs> very different. I mean, there's similarities, but very different film. He also did uh, Prisoner too. But the great the thing, movie. Yeah, yeah. The thing about this is like it's not as old as what you're saying, but there's a feeling to it like it's thriller there's moments of action and and it's very very intense and i will say a lot of films don't feel like that i feel like a lot of I mean, if you're talking action thriller i feel like they're cheap i feel like they are they keep them simple they go after a simple concept i feel like we get a lot of cheap ones like we get actors who have had big careers aren't having as big a careers right now they, throw, they do a little whatever uh it you know make it, it 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 makes money like it's profitable for them but like it's not great i don't know I, I kind of agree like i don't feel like the quality is quite there like i don't get the deep thriller or we get action films like the next fast and furious i'm sure it's gonna be like the last one <laughs> so yeah i i, I kind of agree with that thought it's funny you say that about it being cheap i i agree with that too um, and it's funny because I feel like it would be a lot cheaper to make a film back then in comparison to now. And, and I feel like the money is there, but 
what we get as a result of like the end result doesn't kind of live up to the dollars you know what i mean like if we look at like classic mo- like action movies like die hard or um uh he made a reference to uh, beverly hills cop the first one i don't know if any either of you guys have seen that but I've the opening that. scene is like it's like this big uh chase scene with this giant truck that's actually crashing through cars uh in detroit and I, that that scene was just epic to me, but um, yeah, movies like that like I, were like a lot more practical. And now money is spent nowadays on special effects, costs more to make money uh, to to make these kind of movies, and yet they still come off as very cheap and cheesy looking almost. Sorry, I'm a little confused on what the question is. So, like, uh, John Campion was making one po- what point? Like, the fact that is he asking that like uh, action heroes the, nowadays like the, are cheap in terms of finance? No, or? no, 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 not 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 it, not so much cheap in terms of that. It's like in terms of just the quality, like the the overall quality of of action film. films. Like, yeah, like in general, like as a whole, like not just how they look, but the storyline and everything. Like, yeah, okay. you'll get the rare okay. ones like a John Wick or an Equalizer that come out on top and actually end up being really good. But then for the most part, because uh, like due to the like a lot of the other films that have come out that have fallen into the action film genre, they don't quite live up to the standards of your typical 80s and 90s films like, a, like you know, a Rocky, I guess you could put under that category or like die hard or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe because superhero movies have made such a, you know, impact on the movie industry. And it's a kind of like an amalgamation of all these kind of films Like you get action, you get a little bit of sci-fi in there. All like all these genres are kind of meshed into the superhero film genre. Now that it, it leaves very little wiggle room for action, like other genres on their own to kind of, make an impact the way they used to? I would say for me, I will agree that like action films have transitioned into superhero films. Uh, like that's, that's the new, cause like before action films were cop films or, mm-hmm. or like CIA films or like, mm-hmm. like, but, and like, uh, like for example, born ultimatum was about spies, mm-hmm. uh, but like action spies. And then you also have James Bond, which was like action style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, but then you also had Beverly Hills Cop. You had uh, Demolition Man. You had uh, like like you had uh, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're all like basically any movie they're in is an action movie, except for you know when Arnold Schwarzenegger does Junior or something like that. But you don't get those bankable action stars anymore. Like you know what I mean? Well, like you, act- you do in a way because like now it's the only like we have uh, the Fast and the Furious as you mentioned franchise, but. Those are things that like have gotten so ridiculous that like we watch it morph to see like just like we're waiting for them to go in space and apparently they are, um, but action films like uh, like an independent action film needs a compelling story now for it mm-hmm. to resonate because I will say I will argue that uh, as audiences we're not we're not as simple minded as we were in the eighties. We've had our minds uh, broadened. We've had mm-hmm. our perspectives broadened. Like uh, w- the three of us grew up with the '80s and '90s action movies. Now we're like, we like. I don't enjoy the Fast and Furious movies anymore. You guys barely do. <laughs> um, if uh, like 
none of us like uh, to you and I did not enjoy uh Morbius. Uh no. but that was kind of like early like it was essentially a callback to early comic book films. Mm-hmm. We found that we found like at the time we were like oh okay. Like I can guarantee you if we'd watched the Morbius in like 2000, we'd be like it wasn't great but like I enjoyed it. Now we're like this is some bullshit. Like I, what do you I, I'm just thinking like because you know how like the Expendables movies, right? For example, Those they were... took, but they they but they took all of the franchise players. Like you had Arnold in there, you had Bruce Willis, you had Jet Li, you had Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, Jason right? Statham. And, well, yeah, yeah, but he and I mean, he was kind of more of like a new like a new franchise player. But I'm just thinking like if like 20 years down the line we get another like Expendables type of movie with like a new caliber of franchise players, like the only person like... I can think of is like The Rock. And like Vin Diesel. Maybe... Well, they're not working together. So, <laughs> I mean, in twenty years, who knows? Yeah, with, with both their egos, I don't, I don't know, man. Yo, I, I mean, die on that hill. We know one's gonna be the hero, one's gonna be a villain. We already know the answer to that question <laughs> yeah. because the Rock is more bankable. He's gonna be the hero. Yeah. Vin Diesel will be half be the villain. Those not if Vin Diesel's will... producing it, though. <laughs> Oh, the rock will be in it then. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, it would have to be WB host holding it down because because uh, Rock has such a good relationship with WB, and it would it, they would it would the oh man the the tension though like the act, their scenes would be good because they would be like these guys don't like each other is that real blood. <laughs> <laughs> Just did either of you guys watch the movie Dragon the Bruce Lee story with Jason Scott Lee? Oh my god, that is my favorite movie, yo. Do you remember like those those two guys like had that big fight scene and everyone thought it was like part of the movie until he like he ends up half dead and then at the end then like at the end of the fight Bruce Lee like tears out the 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 film. I feel that's what's gonna happen in in 20 years with that the the rock and Vin Diesel. They're gonna actually get into a big fist fight and like tear the set apart, and everyone's gonna be like Keep filming, man. Keep filming. Yeah. Oh, wait. So I've, I've, I think I might have seen a clip of this when I was a kid, like watching like somebody else watching it. So like they actually fight for real in the you movie. Def- you definitely see this movie. Oh, you definitely see this movie. Yeah. I, no, no. Was... Well, well it, it's so it's a it's a it's a retelling of the Bruce Lee story. Like the what they actually shot in the film is basically what actually happened in one of Bruce Lee's older movies, supposedly. Yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah, you, 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 I was sheltered when I was young, so I didn't see everything. Okay, it's but, a great. If you're a Bruce Lee fan, then you you love this movie. It's I don't know. Actually, movie. you know what? We should we should watch it for Bros Night because like I haven't seen it in probably like twelve years. I saw no. it. I'll, I'll watch it again. I saw it recently, but um, does it hold up? Oh yeah, I, bro, I love Bruce Lee, man. Like that movie is so sick. Like no 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 other iteration of Bruce Lee's retelling. Does it does it justice like that movie? And mm. uh, of course, they blur the lines and they 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 kind of exaggerate a lot of stuff, but it's still a great Bruce Lee film. It holds up. Okay, okay, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, I don't I don't want to harp on this uh, topic too much. I just thought it'd be an interesting. It's an interesting thought, and, and and definitely like something we can bring up in a new segment coming up later. For sure. Yeah, I All don't right. know which one you're alluding to, but yeah, 
Moving on. Uh, Tomorrow's on his own podcast. We we will begin uh, the the, the podcast with our uh, first bit of geeky news. Frankly, uh, we got a lot of, like, we got an influx of geeky news, so we're not going to be able to cover all of it this time around. Like, there's a lot that came out in the last day. Have faith, bro. We'll, We'll cover it. Uh, so uh, anyway so uh, the ones we've chosen to uh, uh, the first bit of news is that we've discovered we knew that Namor uh, the Marvel villain anti-hero guy Namor the submariner is we knew he was in Black Panther 2 uh, Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever now it seems that he is going to play the main villain of the film. And I wanted to see what you guys had to think about that. So, like, uh, what are your thoughts on this? First of all, do you two know who Namor is? Is he I... uh, a cross between... Um... Uh, oh damn! I forgot. I forgot the name. I had a good joke lined up, and I and I and I lost it. <laughs> Tagless, you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know him well. I know he's okay. like similar to Aquaman. Yeah, he's like a a more badass and also uh like intense, massively intense uh Aquaman. I just I didn't know he was a villain though. I thought he was a one of the heroes. He he has gone against the Fantastic Four a lot. And he's and he's definitely tried to hook up with Sue Storm, but again, who hasn't I mean, fallen I mean, with Sue Storm? Apparently, who wouldn't? But like, is he is he supposed to be a villain, or does he kind of like cross he's, over? He he now is more of like a uh, a tense ally. Mm. What's his mo? Like what what like what is he trying to accomplish? He is the king of the sea. He runs Atlantis, and he's like a no like he doesn't take shit he is very very elite of himself by the way i remember the names not, mm. not so much of a joke anymore but um it, he feels like a cross like just visually and every i don't know much about the character but he feels like a cross between the obvious aquaman and black adam that's why how he feels when i see every time i see a picture of him black adam am i saying that right i can kind of see what you mean yeah. Okay. I am right. Black Adam. You said it like like I said the wrong name. I was like, no. Huh? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I was more trying to like see what you were trying to say, but I kind of see what you mean. Like, yeah, that's fair. I don't. Again, I don't know the character. No, but no, it's but like I, his I, presentation I feels yeah, like. I think that's, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Who wins in a fight, Aquaman or this guy? I want to say Namor. Namor's more ruthless. Like who wins he, in a swim off? If you call it that, I don't know if they call it a swim off, a a, a, what it, a lap. I don't know what they call it. Like, racing in water. Who who wins? <laughs> I should know this. I'm a trainer. Who who, who wins in the who wins the dolphin race? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, who, can, okay. who can tread water the best? <laughs> Who's a better squid offer? I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. So Namor who can hold had breath longer. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that literally means who lives longer. Because they like <laughs> live underwater. There's no holding your breath. It's just literally like who died first. But could you, <laughs> could you imagine? Oh man. 
<laughs> I would say that Namor probably has more powers than he does, than Aquaman does. What powers does he have? Well, he can fly. That's different. Wait, what? He's got so wings on his feet. <laughs> Wait. Wait, does that just make him swim faster, or this man can actually jump out the water and fly in the air? Yes, exactly. What the? F- I feel like I so he's feel a bird like... fish, <laughs> or a fish bird. I don't know what, what order that goes in, but that's that's strange. He could also control the weather, not not to the same extent as Storm, but like along those lines. Oh, so this guy's fucking Aquaman all the way up. Yeah, Aquaman I don't even can know. control the weather. Yeah, I know. He's, oh, yeah, he's saying you yeah. beat him up. Not, oh, not the, sorry, the sorry. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I didn't understand that. I feel like wings on your feet just fundamentally, structurally are not powerful enough unless them wings <laughs> are like a whole <laughs> other set of legs. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like he, he out here just looking like the, uh, the, the, um, was it the messenger from the Greek gods? Like, <laughs> kind of. I think that's where they're going with. Like, let's just say not a lot of people were a big fan of this, but yeah. Uh, so I guess. By the way, but hold, hold, before we move on, one more, one more. Who wins? Which one would she date? Little Mermaid between between. Me- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, serious answers very... only. Serious answers only. If if they were single, if they were single. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So I'm fundamentally, change a big aspect of Arthur's story. I'm just just what, answer what? the question. Yo, shit could happen, bro. Like. <laughs> Man, probably not supplying enough fish, and she leaves for another octopus or something like that. I don't okay, know. Okay, first of all, you have to understand, like Namor's the king. So she knows she's a princess. So isn't Arthur a king? No, no, because I was thinking uh, Namor probably like she's a mermaid princess, so he probably would be like, Meh, I, I can get a thousand I'm of those. Just, I'm just trying to understand the personality, so that's why I want if who who would. Mer- yeah, like mermaid choose teaches yeah, me a like lot. Who, who pulls more fish bitches? Who pulls, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Where does a sardine sleep at night? Let's go. <laughs> I'm not going to answer this question. Come, Come on. It's a silly question. I, fine. No, this is a legit question. I actually want to know. Umar? So you, okay, I'm sorry. You you want me to answer who Ariel is going to want to sleep with? Mary. Namor? Like, just date, man. Who or, said anything about sleep? Like, just date. Just go on a casual date. Like, you know. Like, a, like, like one of those, uh, like, uh, like, underwater reality TV series. Yeah, man. <laughs> they just go and they get some filet mignon and then they just, you know, swim on their first date or something. I don't know. Like, just who would she pick? You probably pick Arthur because he's nicer. Mm, okay, mm. Yeah, that's what I so she doesn't like the bad boys. She went for Eric. She I mean, does not like the nice boy, the bad boys. Okay, yeah, but All we right. don't know how long that relationship actually lasted, bro. She still went for Eric. Yeah, but then after she finds out, like you know, gets a little taste of the bad boys, she might change her mind. You know. Yo, I'm I'm just I'm first off, I'm saying now I understand Namor's character better. And two, I also understand a lot more about Ariel because Umar out here saying she breaching contract, leaving Disney and going all the way to the other side. Disney's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, no, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> like pull her back in. Namor, no. 
<laughs> Worst arranged marriage. Oh, 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 too far, too far. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Next topic. So, uh, as we have discussed the Fast and Furious in the previous conversation here, uh, we got some casting news regarding the upcoming Fast and Furious 10 movie. Now, obviously, uh, we knew that Jason Momoa was going to be the main villain. But for I think currently it's an unknown uh, role. Our very own Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, has been announced that she will be joining the film. Uh, it's kind of cute. This is a cute post. But nonetheless, you guys, I, I remember, seeing as how I have forsaken what is upcoming in like the Fast and Furious movies, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this latest edition so darcy let's start with you what, what what do you think about this this makes me want to see the movie less <laughs> like <laughs> keeping it 100 this makes me like like my my chances were like 30 percent with jason momoa now now they're down to like 10 percent wanting to go see this movie and <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep it 100 i find brie arrogant and i find vin diesel outside of being dom arrogant and this picture just makes me feel like ah <laughs> pee, two peas in a pod like that's that's, that's how i feel because uh, i watched all of the, her interviews and like with like other members of the cast from the avengers <clears throat> and especially the one with um like roadie and thor and it was rough because it was like cause, yeah because it's like it, it, i watched like a video about like charisma and stuff like that and like and how to like handle yourself and stuff like that and like I forget uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, he like he was getting mad, and Chris Hemsworth knows he's a charismatic man. He knows how to go into a room, make the smallest person feel good about themselves, and he's like a gorgeous giant human being, right? He's got everything going for him, and he goes and like makes other people feel good. And she went out; she just went out of her way to piss people off. So this whole photo, I can tell a little bit, it's pissing me off because I'm just like, nope, nope. I'm good. <laughs> I need to see a really good trailer at this point. <laughs> Tactics? Yeah, I kind of agree with Darcy, man. I, I'm i not happy with this news. I I don't like Brie Larson at all. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like Captain Marvel, so this news does not excite me in the slightest. Um, yeah, I agree. They're both arrogant. I've seen a lot of the interviews and there's just always something about her that i'm just like i mm, i just there's something i just don't like you i just and i don't say that very often about celebrities because i don't know you but it's just the presence that you give off and i saw that same um i think i saw the same video that you're alluding to um darcy charisma on command where they talk about um people's person like celebrity personalities and how to like they get they pull examples of what good charisma is like and what bad charisma is like and um they use examples from like celebrity interviews or, or moments uh that celebrities have and try to t teach you how to be more charismatic and there was one particular episode where they were talking about uh brie larson and it was something to the effect of like why uh like how not to conduct yourself um or how like to take a joke or use a joke effectively and not take it so serious or so literal because then you just come off as like a dick and that 
was pretty much just taking shots at uh, Brie Larson the entire time. So I was like, yeah, no, I agree. And it just kind of made, it solidified why I don't like her. And yeah, I mean, if she's a villain, then maybe that'll help the film. Cause it's like, I already don't like you. So I, I hope <laughs> all the bad shit happens to you in this movie. Um, but <laughs> if she's part of the crew, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, you know, I'm hoping she's like Jason Momoa's like girl friend or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, she's part of the crew. I, I'm I'm all the way checked out. Watch her be Tyrese's girl. Yo, I was literally about to make a joke. Umar, she's like my Tyrese for the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand why you hate Tyrese so much. I still I, I don't at get this it. Point, I, at this point, it's like I don't hate him as a person. I just don't like his acting. Uh, or I should say, I don't like his character in the Fast and Furious. Like he's annoying. What? So, did you ever watch uh, Too Fast Too Furious? Like when they first introduced him? Yeah. Did you like him in that, or like no. did the hate start from there? The hate just, started from there. Got you. Okay. Okay. Because his character kind of changed from uh, Too Fast Too Furious to what it is now. Yeah, it got worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay, Umar, have you watched? Baby boy. <laughs> I have not. He's like the worst movie for me to like throw out for him to watch and try to Man, change his I would mind. be surprised. I would be surprised if Umar watched Baby Boy. That's like Yo. him watching like Boys in the Hood or some shit. You saw Boys yeah. in the Hood, right? Oh uh, yeah, a long time ago. I oh, mean shit, you actually saw that. Okay. But Boys, Boys in the Hood has gotten to a critical acclaim level. Yeah, okay. So so, so like it, it would rise to Umar's radar. But Baby Boy, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel personally attacked right now. I, I, I still can't get over it, Baby Boy, how like how the guy who's like sleeping with Tyrese's dad or mom, sorry, it like is like cooking bacon at the stove completely naked. And it's like it's and he's like so tough, it doesn't bother him. And you're like, that's just that that's a villain moment right there. That, that's when Tyrese becomes the 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 the, the villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway i like I, okay I, I would say that uh in terms of brie like i i like her as an actress i find her very attractive uh i haven't really seen a lot of her interviews uh i actually don't enjoy watching uh certain kind like i also feel that she's someone who takes herself too seriously uh but also the fact that like she may not be able to gel well with people so she may try to like make herself feel better uh but again like i haven't watched these interviews i don't know what you guys are talking about i find her to be a very good actress uh and that's kind of how i go so like i enjoy watching her in films but like uh you know she's not one of the people that i you know i like to read up about later umar yeah gel well is not is not what you like not equal to arrogance like for instance chris rock sure. is a person who deals with like social like 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 issues and not very good at juggling with people and you can tell sometimes and then he'll make jokes and stuff like that but he doesn't come off like i'm better than you in this picture alone she, i feel like i'm being judged <laughs> <laughs> she's being told to look that way though no she doesn't she looks like that all the time <laughs> god there's so much hate you, you you have to watch the interviews, man. Like, and, and maybe it's not like, I, like I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm <laughs> just saying I don't, I've never, I don't really care 
uh, about Brie Larson. I just like I like her as an actress. I find her uh, attractive. That's about it. Yeah, she's attractive, but she's arrogant, and that pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes personalities can like skew a person and how we view them. You know. <clears throat> Fair and enough. And, she, and I mean, I, she she's a she is a good actress. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Oh yeah. You know, so was Kevin Spacey. So... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was okay. Good. <laughs> Unless we hear that she like beats children or like eats the flesh off of people. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say Army Hammer. Damn it! Damn it! You're beating me to it again. But Umar, just so you know, when you said a second ago, you're like, "Oh, all the hate." This is what it feels like whenever we mention anything related to Tyrese around you. <laughs> I, but the thing is, I hate. Like, I, I'm jokingly hate Tyrese. No, you don't. No, no. Like, 100. If I were to watch an interview, well, I haven't watched an interview of his. So, like. I, I don't know how I'd react to it, but like seeing him in the Fast and Furious and seeing people laughing at what he says makes me mad. I'm like, this is some bullshit. But that's why I'm not judging you guys on, on your hate on Brie Larson. I'm just like, I, I just don't get it because I don't watch this stuff. But I'm not saying it's wrong. Okay, we got to send you one of these interviews so you can kind of see what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. Okay. And it was the same channel, uh, Tackus, by the way, the, the Charisma one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I love that channel. All yeah. Right. Moving on. So our next topic is going to be about discussing a trailer that dropped this week. It has to do with Stranger Things Season 4. So uh, the trailer for Season 4, uh, like like something that wasn't just a teaser trailer, dropped, I think it was like uh, Wednesday? Yeah, whatever, this week. <laughs> yeah, this week. And... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I I would say that I, like my interest in this in this franchise, like I kind of hope this is the, the final season because I think mm. we're, I think we're like pushing the envelope of how much longer we can keep this up. But um, I, I, what do you guys think? So technically, start with you. What do you think, man? Uh, you probably shouldn't have started with me because I have not even seen the trailer. I haven't even seen season three. Uh, I kind of jumped ship after season two, so. Well, I saw like while I was like looking for the like the photos for for the this segment, I realized I was like, "Yo, these kids are fucking old now, man! Like they they gotta they gotta end this soon because like they're gonna be full on adults." Well, <laughs> by they're, the next they're in high school. Like they're following them in high school. Got you. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't remember a lot of what happens in this in this series and I kind of lost interest. So, I mean, unless you guys say, Oh man, season four is like um, phenomenal. You got to check it out. I probably still won't check it out, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll acknowledge that it was good. That you guys said it was good. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So tactics is not a fan of stranger things and fair enough. So you dropped off after season two. No one can say that you didn't give it a chance. Yeah, I did. All right. Darcy? Uh, I mean, I saw the trailer. Uh, I agree. I hope this is the last season, but not because... <laughs> uh, well, actually, no, for two reasons. Um, not because it's bad. I like the last season. I like how the last season ended. I don't remember it all that well, but I do remember being like, I enjoyed myself, and by the end of it, I was like, oh, I want to see what happens next. That's what I remember. Um, I, I don't really even need a trailer. The day this 
pops up on the screen. I'm in. Part of the reason is I love the music. I love the visuals of this. I love the world building of it. And it feels like that really cool 80s film that got amazing everything else production that they never would have gotten in the 80s, but done in a way where it's like um, not short. And like, you know, when you watch those like 80s films and you would see like that really cool villain or that really cool like creature and you're like, this is dope. But then it would kind of like you'd be weighty or sorry, you, sorry, you'd be dope, but you wouldn't get enough of it. Right. I like how it's a show so I can get more of the things I like. Um, but however, I kind of feel like now that they've kind of shown what this other creature is, it looks like a big battle. I don't want the story to continue after this. I want the big battle to conclude. Yeah, this dude right here. I feel like if it extended out, it would just get drawn out in a negative way. Like your just story would get get yeah. boring. Um, and yeah, they're they're definitely getting old. I mean, except for the one dude who's got the like the teeth problem, which uh, um, you know he he whatever condition he has, he ends up looking much younger than everybody else. So um, he'll be able to stay on and, and like you know, but everybody else is like aging out hard yeah. um like um like, well that and like millie bobby brown she like just doesn't look like she's aging very much at all so like there's a couple characters but the rest of them like look like you know yeah this ain't good so i just hope this is a good final season you know just give me a good final season i'll be happy i've never been upset with the show um so overall if, if it's good i'll be like yeah that was great thank you for for doing a good job uh, if they try to extend it out, I'm going to be like, yeah, I mean, like you're going to really have to sell me. You're going to really have to sell me why you need a fifth season. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. Yeah, I would say that like uh, I'm kind of on the same boat as you. Like I, I love season one. Season one for me is like that's it at its best. Um, I think the it's getting worse for me with every season. But that's because they're kind of like going too big each time. Like when it was a like a small condensed story, it was better. Now it's like you said world building. It's like serious world building, like massive world building that I'm just like, okay. <clears throat> but I'm still interested to see where this goes. But I want the story to end now. I don't want this to keep going. I don't want this to like be a seven season thing. I'll I'll probably like, no matter what happens, this will probably be my last season. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it took me two additional seasons to get where you were at Tactics. Mm. But, yeah, okay. Good answers, guys. Good answers. Yeah. Moving on. Our next topic is something I've been looking forward to uh, talking about for a while, but I'm also the reason why we didn't talk about it earlier because I forgot to bring it up in the podcast, even though we had it on our agenda. <clears throat> so, um, Disney Plus has... Uh, released a new Marvel series. We are now in week three of this Marvel series. Uh, three episodes have been released as of this past Wednesday. I am, of course, referring to Moon Knight. Uh, this is a uh, TV series based off the character Moon Knight from the comics. I will admit that uh, I am not very well aware of him. I know very, very little, and I've seen very little of him. Uh, I just knew his name. I knew he was on the side of good. And I knew that he, you know, threw shit like Batman. So the series has started. We're three episodes in. And we are going to now give you a Geeky Bros reaction to the series thus far. Tactics, let's start with you, man. What do you think of Moon Knight? 
Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I, I don't love it as much as I thought I would based off of okay. the initial reactions from the, the first set of trailers, but uh, it's still very, very solid. I There's a lot that I do in, really enjoy. I like the less is more aspect of the show in the sense of, um, especially in the, the first two episodes where they don't exactly show you what's going on whenever he goes through his transformation and they leave it open to interpretation, which is really interesting. Like he'll just kind of black out and then he'll come to and he'll be like covered in blood or like he'll have a gun suddenly or something like that. I thought uh, there was that one scene uh, that the um, where he's being chased. I, I think they were in Ireland or something and he's being uh, chased. I think, I think they were in Germany. Or Germany. Sorry. Excuse me. And um, he was be- he was in a truck and he was being chased and then he kept blacking out and then like different scenarios would happen. I thought that was really, really cool how they did that. Um Ethan Hawke is is a very interesting character. I want to see him fleshed out a little bit more. I really like Mr. Knight when he transforms into Mr. Knight. And I want to see more. uh, It's the middle character here. Uh, Interesting. There's Moon Knight and then there's uh, Mr. uh, Mr. Knight. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, like, and I, I... I found that a little bit. So I went on uh, on YouTube because I wanted to know a little bit more of a backstory of like the whole lore behind Moon Knight and um, Mr. N- so what's interesting is that it's almost so you know how Batman and Bruce Wayne, there's a duality between them yeah. kind of thing. It, it, it's interesting because the duality here is uh, Moon Knight is more of the detective version of the character. And then or sorry, Mr. Knight is more of the detective version of moon knight and then moon knight himself is actually the 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 brooding like the 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 brooding side of like what we would refer to as like or what we would know as batman to be you know so batman has the detective side and then he has the brute force like punching and doing all the martial arts and stuff like that so you actually get to see like the actual separation of these two characters um that's kind of equivalent or adjacent to um, what we're used to from Batman, which I found to be really interesting, and then there's also the duality of his condition that he has to that he's he's faced with as well. So I found that you're, to you're be really cool. You're referring to the dissociative, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But when he splits into Mister Knight, which is the middle character here, he's more of a at least in the comics, he's supposed to represent more of like a detective. So his skills are a little bit more, um, they're a little bit more subtle. He's less fisticuffs and more like calculating mm-hmm. and more of a detective, similar to how Batman is. And then <clears throat> Moon Knight is more of the the superhero, punchy punchy kick kick type of uh, character that we're that we're used to also from used to seeing also from uh, Batman. So <clears throat> rather than having one person portray those two different characteristics, you have one person still just displaying them but like rep looking kind of different in a, in a sense right so i found that really interesting and um there's some uh there's some uh subtle similarities there in terms of moon knight and and batman so i really like that aspect of it <clears throat> um i love the acting uh what, what's what's the main guy's name isaac oscar uh, isaac oscar isaac yeah i love his acting like the way he's able to flip on the accents and then go from different uh different uh, personalities is really cool. Um, I mean, he's, he's pretty much bodying this right now. The only, the only, I, I think complaint I would say about this show right now for me is 
the CGI of the uh, of the entity, the Moon Knight entity, is, yeah, I'm not. It's taking me out of it a little bit. It reminds me a lot of like, and I know that's kind of how he's supposed to look um, in the comics, but it kind of, I keep getting these like PlayStation, like PS One vibes whenever I see that character on screen. Like interesting, the, the CGI just isn't working for me right now. Um, but aside from that, yeah, everything else is, is pretty cool. Um, I do want to see more Moon Knight action scenes. Um, mm-hmm. but I do also like the, the subtle less is more aspect. Right. But I, I don't, I think if they keep playing on that trope, I think it'll get, I think it'll be a kind of like a cop out. Like I, eventually we are going to, I, at least for me, I, I want to see a little bit more action and a little bit more, like more fight scenes happen in this show but um yeah i am enjoying myself so far okay darcy um i'm enjoying a little bit less um than tactics is um (laughs) the first episode i wasn't fully in um i'm enjoying it more as it's progressed um i'm gonna make a random reference it's not umar you're gonna get triggered but not exactly for the right reasons um so um when I'd watched Man of Steel years ago. There's a trigger. Um, Umar described it to me as like he didn't like the storytelling, how it was going like back and forth in time. And like that's like a disjointed thing. I had other complaints. Yes, I'm not saying that's your only complaint. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, not, like... we're not we're not hashing it all out here about the man of steel, okay? Um, but no, but uh, but that disjointedness, like I've never been quite a fan when you have like the him going in and out of the personalities like it was cool but I feel disjointed like how Umar when you describe Man of Steel the back and forth in time I didn't feel that with Man of Steel I actually understood what was happening but uh, with like, this I, I, let, let me clarify like uh, I don't dislike <laughs> that perspective I'm just saying that uh, for that particular film I didn't think that they did it correctly for me yeah, I'm not saying you don't have an issue with perspective. I'm saying the way you described <laughs> that to me when you watched that film and why you hated it before I had seen it. Um, and then I watched it and I was like, I didn't feel that way. But um, with this, I feel more like what you were describing. In that first episode, I was feeling like what you were describing in uh, when you watched Man of Steel. Or just, for me, it was just kind of like, I, I kept feeling like I was like, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Um, so, like, for me, I'm just not always a big fan when they do that kind of thing in films. Um, it, just for me, like, I don't know. I like things sometimes more linear. But, um, and then, um, uh, by, by the way, Tex, I like what you're saying about uh, the two personas being actually matched with a costume. Um, so mm-hmm. there's, like, a very visual representation of the persona instead of being, it being an internalization. So, yeah, that's, that's really good. I have liked the action. Um, the thing that's that for me that reason why like I'm enjoying it and not enjoying it at the same time. Like I'm the thing that's like my detractor and the thing that I also like. It's it's kind of weird that the same thing is is causing two problems at once for me. It feels like a really good classic '90s Egyptian like back when what's our na- what's our man's name was doing these kinds of films. Um, uh, he he's in. Oh my god, I can't think of anything right the now. Mummy? 
Yeah, like from like the Brendan like, Fraser. Brent, yeah, Brendan Fraser. Like during that era when Brendan Fraser was doing those kinds of films, it feels like it's a classic right out of that that time frame, and yet like upgraded, you know, all that kind of new stuff, right? So th- that it's like it's nice to have the reminiscence. At the same time, I feel like I've seen everything, even though like there's a bunch of stuff that's happening that's like new. I also feel like I'm not surprised, and so like I'm kind of like. I don't know. I'm like kind of like there's things like I really enjoy. Ethan Hawke, great job. Oscar Isaac, doing a great job. This this this, this wife of his, doing a great job, and she fine as hell. But <laughs> I'm kind of also like it's good, but not great. <laughs> and so okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hitting my I'm hitting my like you know just middle of the road like an even seven, but like a week seven. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. I'm waiting for something to happen that makes me just pushes me over the edge. That makes me like really love it. Um, otherwise, it's just gonna be like, there's nothing really bad about it. But I'm just gonna be like, I'm not overly excited. I mean, I think his character though would be fun to see in the in in, in one of the movies because. I think he would have a Deadpool aspect without being like Deadpool, without being like heavy handed. Just going between Moon Knight and Mr. <laughs> Knight, like flipping between that with a serious like other actor, like the Falcon, <laughs> would be fucking hilarious. Just because you'd be like, what? wait, what? <laughs> like just out of nowhere, it would be like when Ant-Man shows up, you know, like it would just be that kind of fun. Right. Um, I would I'd like to see that, but I'm not hating it. But I'm also not like it's not great for me yet, and I want and I want it to be better for me is what I'm trying to say. So okay, uh, T. So like uh, Darcy gave it a, a, like a, a week seven. What would you give it so far? Yeah, I give it about a a seven as well. A strong seven? Mm, nah, it's a it's a low seven for me because I like I, I like all the elements there. It's just I'm I'm not following the storyline. The storyline's not gripping me as as much as I I'd like it to. But like. Yeah. There's a lot. There's there's still a lot there that I I enjoy. Um, like I enjoy the character. I, I enjoy the um, dichotomy between the personalities, but I'm just not really following the storyline. That that's that's it. You hit it for me right there. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm enjoying so many things about the performances mm-hmm. and some of the visuals. Yeah, there's some of the CGI's. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. I'm enjoying a lot of what everyone's bringing to the table. I just don't feel like the writing of the story yeah. is br- quite bringing it the level of everybody else for me right now. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I will say that I'm actually uh, thoroughly enjoying the series. Um, it, I do feel that there are some aspects like, uh, like you guys are saying, like it, um, it, it hasn't hit its stride. I think all three of us have acknowledged the fact that it hasn't hit its stride. So like, I agree with you on that. But I would say that I'm, I would give this an eight right now. Um, I love the acting. Uh, Layla. 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 Um, <laughs> like, uh, audience, please uh, divert your eyes for a second. Yeah. I'm a saying, like, if I was Steven and uh, she showed up at my house, be like, okay, look, like, here are the divorce papers. I've signed them. I need you to sign them. I'll be like, I will never sign these papers. Ever. <laughs> I don't know what my other personalities are thinking, but they dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they dumb as hell. I'm, I'm here. Uh, here's my fish. Uh, and so, 
<laughs> Here's my fish. <laughs> he had a fish. Oh, okay, gold yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was just, just the way you said that. It was yeah. just so <laughs> random. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Oscar Isaac is, is killing it for me. Uh, I'm really liking um, uh, Ethan Hawke, his his character, and I'm I'm loving the mythology that they're bringing. Like, and I was reading up on how uh, uh, the head writer, oh sorry, head director, um, it's Muhammad Diab Diab. He uh, he was basically saying that, uh, and it's interesting that you should bring up uh, the mummy. He was saying that how he has been really tired of watching how the mummy and other film franchises have misrepresented Egypt, kind mm-hmm. of not given a proper, uh, you know, showcasing of what the mythology is, uh, like how things are, like how the country is. Uh, and so this was like his chance to, and you can tell that they're they're really trying to show like a, uh, as authentic of a Egypt and Egyptian ba- uh, background as as they could. They're not trying to exotify it, which I'm not gonna lie, I actually kind of that's also warming my heart as well. Uh, and so uh, also I'm loving the music, uh, and you can tell that they they are trying to be sensitive and they're also trying to be uh interesting as they can with the comic book and mythology like i'm i'm really like the third episode i really enjoyed i love the aspect of the the this uh, how they're showing uh the mental health issues that uh oscar isaac is presenting and they're inherently trying to show you how terrifying it is for a person to actually have this kind of condition and I like having like it, it, it's heavily character based. It's not really action based. Like, yeah, the action is there, but it's it's very much in the background. And this feels like a different attempt on the Marvel superhero storyline. And I'm I'm here for it. Um that's not to say that there are certain things I, I would like. Like I would actually like to see like proper fighting. Uh, we're, we're seeing bits and pieces here and there, and it's good so far. But I, I kind of want to see some like hardcore shit happen. Yeah. Uh, we got some in uh, episode three. Uh, I like the Mister Knight pers- perspective, but like the the one thing I didn't like about it is, uh, oh by the way, spoilers, FYI. Uh, when Steven has the Mr. Knight outfit on and is like facing the, the hound, I would have preferred to see a, a person who doesn't know how to fight, who's scared, but actually has powers and is clumsily, but not as a joke. Like it's like a legit weak person who's suddenly in a fight for his life <clears throat> and is clumsily, but seriously getting to like learn how to do that and make it work. They made it into a joke and they made it silly. And I'll, and like him, like talking, like, you know, like uh, uh, him trying to be like, Oh, you want, you want some of this? I was like, ah, you lost me here. Like it would have been better to see someone who a coward who, or not a coward, just like an ordinary person who's not used to this suddenly having to have a fight with a, like a mythical beast and actually being able to like, hold his own but not looking good doing it and like seeing it from Layla's perspective of like she can't see the thing and, uh, and he's like fighting this thing and it looks ridiculous but at the same time you're also getting to understand that it, it's just 
an ordinary person trying to fight off something, it's not going to look good. It looks bad because it's not stylized. I felt that was a loss uh, of something. And also him showing up again uh, later on, trying to like stop everything as, as like a child. I, I kind of wish that it's, it, they would be a little, they would not make it silly. If they just didn't do it silly, I actually would have really loved Mr. Knight, kind of like the way you're, you're describing the tactics. So, but I, I really, I'm looking forward to finding out who the third personality is uh, and kind of seeing how that is like influencing stuff. Uh, yeah, like I, uh, I, I want to see more. I'm, I'm, I'm in this series, uh, and yeah, I, I would give it an eight. Question: Because I, I forgot about the third person until you said it, um, but they started revealing that more in the, in the third episode. You think the third, the third um, personality might be a villain? I don't think so. I would, th- I would say that it's one born very similar to Conchu himself. That's just my own personal thoughts. I kind of I kind of like the idea though of him like not obviously being the primary villain cuz Ethan Hawke's like a primary villain, but I, I don't know, something I like the idea of like the villain from within, right? Like I think I think that, that could be if done well, it could be really interesting. Otherwise, it could not be. But yeah. um but yeah, there's something that's intriguing to me about that. Yeah. So here's an idea. <laughs> uh, here's a question. Based off of uh, the series is so far in phase four. Where is this currently ranking for you guys? Do you oh. do you need, do you need me oh, to... against against other shows? Yeah. Okay. Hold up. Let me bring up the uh, the the phase four TV series. I'll list them out for you guys, and then tactics. Uh, I'll go with you first, and then Darcy second, uh, and then you guys can let me know where this show ranks with the other shows we've seen from the MCU. So we got WandaVision. Uh-huh. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got Loki. We got What If. We got Hawkeye. And now we have Moon Knight. So how would you guys, uh, if I recall, uh, you guys kind of did Wanda at the bottom, uh, Loki second bottom. I think you guys had Hawkeye just above that. And then it was like Falcon and Winter Soldier and What If? Mm. I don't know. For me okay. right now, it's kind of like middle of the road. It's okay. I, it's 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 early and it's hard for me to like place it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I kind of have to put like middle of the road for now. Okay. I'll, uh, okay. So mine is still WandaVision. Then it's Loki, then Moon Knight, uh, currently, uh, then What If, then Falcon and Winter Soldier, then Hawkeye. Uh, I don't know where I would rank this right now. I think, yeah, I don't know. I Falcon for me is number one. Okay. What if is number two, Hawkeye number three, Loki number four, Wanda five. Uh, but I don't know where I would put this yet. Definitely above Wanda. Um, definitely, probably above Loki. So yeah, 
I'll put it in between. Okay, so third, a third last. Yeah, yeah, for right now. Okay, okay, okay then. And Darcy, I'll take what he takes. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right then. Well, uh, we will uh, see. I'll uh, we'll see how things go with the rest of this uh, season, uh, and we will cover it again in a future episode. So, moving on to our last uh, segment, which is a brand new segment and one that our genius and wonderful tactics created. So, tactics. How about you describe the <clears throat> uh, the birth of this new segment and also what we're going to be doing from this point on. So I got to give credit to you because you actually came up with the name. I just came up with the concept. So good on you for uh, the uh, the name. But uh, basically, this segment is called Diamond in the Rough, and it's basically highlighting great scenes from shitty movies. So <laughs> this could be shitty movies or, or TV shows. Uh, we chose to do, for at least for this segment, we chose to do um, it within the superhero realm or like within the comic realm of some sort. But... As we progress with this um, segment, we'll we'll probably kind of branch out and do other genres. But um, yeah, we all have our own uh, picks. They're you know short clips from or like great mo- great movie scenes that we thought were that we thought stood out from an otherwise shitty, terrible movie. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the segment right now. So, so who who wants to go first? Darcy. Yeah, because I don't have one. <laughs> so if I were to put one up, and since you said superhero, I'll just describe one really quickly to you. It's the scene where Clark Kent in Man of Steel has that conversation with the uh, the pastor or minister or whatever denomination he's from. Um, yeah, then, but you know, I, I, since I don't have a clip, we're going to have to move on. Well, I thought, wait, I thought wait. you were doing the Titans clip. Oh, we actually have. Oh, we actually <laughs> yeah, brought I, that clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought because I was messaging you guys, like I can't think of one. I thought you literally just didn't have one for me. Okay, so yeah, let's go with that clip then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go. Connor's got it. Done. <laughs> Oops. My bad. Looks like I gave you the detonator. No. Also, we're we're gonna do short clips to like avoid any kind of copyright issue. So we don't own anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
to do our to our best. So I, I'm gonna call out a couple of things from this, and I also give a little bit of context because it's a short clip. So like basically, uh, Red Hood there, uh, Jason, no, whatever. Um, so Red Hood there basically sets up this whole like trap, and uh, I, they're obviously gonna kill the, the hawk dude whatever uh you know how much i like this show um and um but the, the one thing i thought was actually interesting with the writing was you know okay so she has this gun she's you know holding the trigger on whatever um but you know she ends up not realizing the gun is the, the thing that sets off the bomb so she ends up killing her 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 hubby within that clip the thing i really liked about the scene was just how like you know, we all have seen like Young Justice, and therefore um, know the development of the Superboy character. I'm going to assume that they did a, as good of a job on Titans with that character. <laughs> no, um, but knowing that character and watching like a Young Justice, I feel like see having him growing and like just becoming, you know, man. He's still like a boy, and having that speed, but not being able fast enough to like be able to to save somebody and walk into that flame i just thought that was like when i was watching that clip the rest of it was bs but that was powerful and what we didn't see because you know keeping it short whatnot is like um oh my god what's the dog's name again i forget crypto crypto, crypto yeah crypto comes walks out and then starts licking his hand and then like there's just like that like emotion that's tied with that but yeah just like one it looks beautiful like him running into the flame they did a great job with that but two just the like that's devastating like trying to save your friend and by the time you get there they're exploded like that's devastating and and the trigger part i think that was also devastating too like to actually make you kill your partner by tricking them into thinking because the whole thing is like she has the gun and whatever dick grayson's trying to stop her from shooting the gun for her to like you know f fall to the whatever and she pulls the, the gun trying to save her you know and then boom she kills him she tries to save him with a bullet she kills him so that's also actually smart writing um in uh, otherwise it looks like an utterly pathetic show so because <laughs> that's a third episode i'm like how do they get to that in three episodes that's a big big amount of stuff to like rush through that, that's a lot wait that's a third episode <laughs> yeah, are they I... on a new season yeah, uh, because didn't they go to because they go because we watched the first two seasons, right? So the third season, where the first season, oh, yeah. so okay, so this is that's an old, this is an old clip from the the latest season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this, I thought this was a like a scene from an episode that just recently came out. I was just like you know scrolling to YouTube and I saw this thing and I was like for some reason the title intrigued me and it was season three episode three and so Takis you and I watched the first two seasons and then yeah. they you know they introduced Jason Todd Red Hood in the first episode of season three. So literally somehow between the first episode <laughs> that we watched and, the, and, and this is the third episode, we got this far. I'm like, that's, I, that's a, that's, I'm like, that's a, there's a lot of story you just jumped through to get that yeah. far. You're rushing it. I, I think far. I, it seems like all the actors are, are jumping ship. Cause I know, uh, Hawk, he, he's doing, uh, the Reacher show now. Yeah. Back Reacher. So, uh, yeah. And based on like, I, I watched an interview oh, of that, like the process. Yeah, it's him. And based on that process, the the process that it takes to shoot all that, like it's a hefty schedule. So I think he he's better off at, at Reacher because he's like the main the main star there, right? So, uh, you know, I actually he just looks so much bigger in Reacher. Oh, he's a massive dude. I just didn't like. I didn't, he didn't look as like 
the same person. But now yeah. he said it. I'm like, yeah, this is the same dude. And I've heard really good things about Reacher. And it's not like he, like, sticking around the playing feathers all day was really, it just pays the bills. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Uh, Tactics, do you want to be the next one? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, so. Umar, you inspired this one because I, I uh, yeah, you did because you picked one, you picked a, a particular scene. So I was like, all right, I see your four, and I'm gonna raise you for more. The fourth, woo! It's party time, boys! <laughs> I win, you lose. Yo, it's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? So that was that, mine. That movie was straight trash, but that song still gets me. Oh, that not not just the song, but that entire scene is just turtle magic, man. Like it it, it takes elements from what we loved from the uh, the final fight scene uh, or the final foot fight scene from the original movie where they yeah. like because like I just remember after. Um, after this movie, they stopped doing a lot of like the turtle teamwork stuff. Like they weren't they weren't doing a lot of like the teamwork moves that we that we all grew to like love. And that was one element that I realized that I was missing. I'm like, I want to see more of that teamwork shit, right? And this kind of just solidified that for me. That was a great scene. Like I love it. It's fun, humorous. It brings the turtles to light uh, in an otherwise very shitty movie. Um, but yeah, I love that scene. The song is dope. Um, yeah, man, Donatello was dropping fools, man. Like yeah. that. Whew. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that scene. No, like, like I, yeah, t- Turtles Two. Like I remember when I was a kid, I loved Turtles Two, and then like I got older, I'm like, Yo, Turtles Two is trash. Yeah, and, like, it Turtles hold One up. still holds up. Oh yeah, yeah. I always like I'll, so. I'll end up watching, like, I'll remember a scene from the original Turtles movie, and then I'll go back on YouTube and watch it, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. And then you go down that rabbit hole, and you end up watching the entire movie, because the entire movie's on YouTube. So you just end up watching the whole the whole thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, su- such great memories, man. All right, well, this actually works well for mine, because, like, my, the first segment, uh, so for, sorry, the first scene I chose was from, well, I'll just show you. MC Mikey. MC Ricky Ricky. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I was running out with them. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will say that like 2014's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was trash. I like I think I hated it more than Turtles 2 because unlike Turtles, like that is literally the only part of the film I enjoyed. Everything else was like this is bullshit. With Turtles 2, at least you had some parts here and there. And granted, it's nostalgia reason, but like that movie was trash. They looked stupid and like also, they didn't even feel like themselves, except in that scene when they mm-hmm. became teenagers, when they were acting like their characters. Like, Raph, yeah, he's a hard ass, but then he's like, yo, psh, 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 I love psh. How, how into it Leo was getting, though. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and he's like, tsh, 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 tsh. ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, hell, okay. Even Turtles 3 was better than this movie. Whoa. I, okay. I don't know if I'd go that far, bro. The the downhill skiing scene was pretty dope. I don't I don't like um you know I don't like uh what's it what the D box shit? But I remember seeing that in D box and that shit was fun. Like yeah. I enjoyed myself in that scene. But I can't say anything nice about Turtles 3. I'm sorry. Mm. That you movie know- is ass. That's true. That movie was that. <laughs> you, you know, I kind of like the Michael Bay Turtles movies probably more Sorry, than both Ron of you. R. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, she she likes Turtle Three. It's her fave for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but I actually kind of like the Michael Bay ones a little bit. Like, there's a lot that's dookie in them for sure. But I I the the animation's grown on me over time for some reason. Like the way their character designs are, I don't know what it, why, but it has grown on me. I like the subtle differences between them and their heights, and it it didn't it didn't bother me as much over time as I thought it would. Like at first, it was. I had an aversion to it when I first like I was like ah oh, no, and then it kind of grew on me by the second film. By the end of the first film, I kind of was like, all right, I've just kind of accepted them to be like this. But there's a lot that's dookie about it for sure. Like um, Megan Fox's character is just pointless. Um, <laughs> like there's there's a Actually, lot. Uh, so look, the guy from uh, from Hawk and Dove who just got blown up in your in your video, uh, Darcy. I think he was one of the voices for the turtles. No, well he was. He was actually in the suit as Raph. But he oh, shit. but there's an interview he did on Collider where he said that experience was one of the worst acting experiences of his life because not not even just because of the movie, it's just how poorly they were all all four of the the actors that played the turtles were treated. Mm, how that so? sucks. Like they're the stars of the movie and they got treated like worse than like if you were an extra on a movie. Like they had to, I think he was talking about how they had to pay, like they were on set wearing the costumes and then they had to go to another location. They had to go to another location and apparently they had to pay for their own, um, their own, their own transportation because all of the cars were filled with um, all the filming equipment. And they're like, yeah, sorry, we don't, we can't really take you to the location. So you got to figure it out yourself. And like other stuff, I can't remember what else, he was he was saying but um yeah apparently they got treated really poorly on the on the set i i i, I well, that's horrible and, mm. and i feel like it, it like not that this makes it right it's just i feel like it, they like there's something weird about the fact that like um it's 
how do you put this? When you do like a 3D animated movie, like entirely 3D animated movie, right? Uh, unless you their vo someone's voice is unbelievably recognizable, you can have people who act and then you're like that like you don't even know who they are, but you just appreciate the voice sounds right or sounds wrong, right? Doesn't mean the person should be treated like trash. And I feel like they got almost like treated like that, where it's like they even though they're the actors, they're not even important. They they thought of them like they weren't important because it's like that's not what people are gonna see. They only cared about what people are gonna see. Mm -hmm. And and it's like yeah, it's a three D animated thing, and they're vo just voice actors who are physically doing stuff. But you know, it, 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 it's complete BS. They should not have been treated like that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Michael Bay films. Am I right? I mean, I've only heard that they are the most pleasant and easygoing experiences that are known to man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So like, I I, I just that scene, like, uh, I, I see what you're saying about uh, tactics about the um, the the snow one, but like this one, I felt like it was more like them being the the turtles. Yeah, yeah. I would if they were ever gonna do another turtles movie, I'd like to, them to go back to form and reintroduce some of that animatronic stuff. Like I know um, Jim Henson. Who was notoriously famous for for all of that stuff uh, passed away, um, but if that's still if that's still at all a thing, I, I would love for them to kind of go back to that and because it just it came off so so much more authentic than this CGI stuff that we're getting nowadays. Well, like, if we're able to get them to do like what they did for Josh Brolin, for example, uh, with Thanos, yeah, that cool. would be pretty dope too. Yeah. I feel like we're going to struggle to get the animatronic thing because unless yeah. you can find a way to do the animatronic, like, first off, they can't be human-sized. They would have to be bigger because if you do them human-sized like they did before, then trying to make them get really close to the human body is going to feel um, like things are going to feel off and it only works in that camp era. I think you'd have to really expand them out so mm -hmm. that you could have more full range to make them feel real. But I honestly think that, like, there's a lot of good uses for practical we need to start reintroducing and certain filmmakers are reintroducing. Um, yeah. But the, I would feel like that's not going to happen for these guys. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I, I think they should, man. I think, I, I think they, I mean, obviously update it, right? Make it look a little bit more realistic. I, I'm sure, you know, with technology the way it is now, I'm sure that they can come up with some like improvements to how animatronic is, is presented in movies. Um, but I don't. Th I think we as an audience has moved away from animatronics. No, I know, but like based off of what Darcy was saying, like it it would be nice to kind of reintroduce some of that stuff, like go back to the practical stuff. Because uh, to be honest, no, sometimes the CGI no, stuff agree. doesn't work. I, no, I completely agree with you. Like I I, I like like one of the things I loved about um, Mad Max uh, Fury Road is the fact that it was so little CGI. Mm -hmm. Like, there were a lot of practical aspects to it. Yeah. There's and... still a lot of CGI in that movie, man. Agre no, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. 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 But, like, we still got a lot of, like, real-life sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, that's one of the reasons why with uh, the prequels of Star Wars, I'm like, that's some bullshit. But with, like, what, we're, what we got for uh, the TV series is where it's, like, more practical, I'm just like, 
yeah, all right, let's keep going. Yeah. So, so if they were to do this today, right, and, and they they want to make this as best as possible, the way I think that would they would actually approach this, if they wanted to make sure they they took from the old, um, but brought it to the new, what they will have to do is go a lot closer to Planet of the Apes um, way of filming. Yes. Which, oh yeah. Which yes. is what you do is you put them in costumes, but you three D animate the costumes after the fact, mm-hmm. and the reason you do that is so you can get actual light. Uh, understanding of how the light hits the body in those actual environments and because they're in again i still think they have to make them a little bit taller um but when you see also the character the actors have to move in the suits even though like parts of the suits even like they do it with like robbie downey jr where they do like only half of the iron man suit they're getting the light references perfect and they're also getting the movement of the person and what that clunkiness is like to move in that costume. And then when you animate it, you have exact reference for what it's supposed to be. Like when Andy Serkis was doing the the stuff for uh, being the apes, he's moving like an ape. So they had exact reference for what that like yeah. would look like in that environment. And it's not just like, here's an environment and somebody wearing, just staying there in a normal like, you know, pajamas. And then you're just like, I have no reference, so I'm gonna have to like figure it out, and it's harder to do over long periods of time, especially if they're wearing a costume. There's still parts of it you don't actually have to 3D animate. There's a lot of it's gonna be face replacements and other pieces, but there's just there's stuff that they can can they can utilize as well, depending on the scene. So that's how I would approach it because I think that would just get you the the best result. I think the animatronic stuff could just come off really cheesy unless we find a way to reintroduce uh, an older tone uh, into into mm-hmm. our films. Yeah, no, I could get on board with the uh, Andy Serkis um, iteration of that <clears throat> of that creative aspect, right? Because I, I really like his work. And I think if if the Turtles were done on the same level as the Planet of the, of the Apes films, I think that would be really solid. Agreed. I think that'd yeah. be really, really solid. Yeah. By by the way, one random thing before I forget this, um, the that scene I've only just realized because of stuff I've like watched on YouTube over the past like you know months or whatever, um, uh, that that's actually a, a a semi throwback to Ghostbusters nineteen eighty four. Um, so there's an elevator scene, um, where oh, they're, yeah, yeah. they're going and, and, and it's like the question, like, oh, is all of the stuff ready? And he's like, he's like, well, we haven't really got a chance to test it, but it's basically like a nuclear bomb. And then the two guys shift in the elevator to the side. <laughs> um, and it's like that kind of like in the, the, the elevator, letting them act. And the reason I know of that scene is because it compared that, that scene, which is like 11 seconds to the new Ghostbusters film, the female-led one, and they did the same explanation, but they took them like three minutes to do garbage. And so anyways, that's a, that's a whole other thing for another day. But yeah, that's like a throwback to like that that classic of the Ghostbusters. And I, I, watching that now, I'm like, I appreciate that even more. Okay. Interesting. I recently watched the new Ghostbusters, not the female version, but the, the, kid the one, one with, yeah, with Paul Rudd. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I've I've only got like maybe ten minutes in, and yeah. I, I haven't been able to bring myself to go further. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that was a successful first segment for uh, an ongoing segment that we're definitely going to be bringing up a lot more now. And uh, let's just say that I have a a stockpile of scenes yeah you do this man called me (laughs) and was going through his list and i'm like yo are you gonna save some for the rest of us this man just took everything 
I took. I have twelve at present. Oh, well, man. now eleven. Holy! I got if you, I, but like, if you guys take certain ones, I will give them to you. I just like tactics. Will, I, I, let's just put it this way: since I have so many tactics, if like Darcy or you choose one that I've submitted to you, just like put me at the bottom of the list. Fair. Okay. Okay. So when are we doing the segment again? Uh, we can do it. Again, uh, uh, we can do it again next week or whenever the next time we feel. It'll be a surprise, audience. It will be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, it'll be based on whether or not we uh, we get a copyright strike from uh, YouTube. So yeah. <laughs> if we do, yeah. then this will this will be the last, first and only time that we do this segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Won't be the only time. Another moment for me to reference Zack Snyder when Umar's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I will find a way almost every episode. <laughs> oh man. All right, then. Well, uh, we might as well toss it back to you, Tief, for the final statements. All right. Well, thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I want to thank my fellow co-hosts, Darcy and Umar, for joining me and all of you guys on this show. We're almost at 100 episodes, so or, well, 104 season two, because this is, wait, yeah. No, no, 100 episodes in general. Yeah, forget what I just said. 100 episodes in general. So, uh, yeah, here's to 100 more, fellas. Anyway, I'm your boy, Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. This is Big Geek Kumar. Please like and subscribe. Live long and prosper, y'all. And just to keep things interesting, you know, wouldn't be a Geeky Bros podcast if we didn't end with you.